Well, it's the journey from having experience to demonstrating expertise to becoming seen as an authority. And now it's time once again for the show that gives glorious voice to 25 million business owners across the fruited plain. Radio Free Enterprise with Frank Felker. Hello, hello, hello. Yes, indeed, I am Frank Felker. Welcome back to Radio Free Enterprise. One of the biggest challenges facing business owners the world over is knowledge gathering. How do I learn the skills, the techniques, the tactics, the strategies that I need to succeed in an ultra-competitive marketplace that's now global in nature? And as part of the whole technological revolution, a great new resource has arisen, an entire industry around online education and online learning. And today's guest is literally a a worldwide expert on the topic of online learning. John Colley has created courses uh, in a wide variety of business uh, verticals. He also is the host of the Online Learning Podcast, and he is somebody that I just enjoy speaking with and gathering wisdom from. John Colley, welcome to Radio Free Enterprise. Frank, it's amazing to be here. Thank you very much for having me on your show. I really appreciate you being here, John. And John, you are in uh, the United Kingdom right now uh, in your uh, medieval era home, isn't that correct? Yeah, we we live in South Wiltshire near Stonehenge in England uh, mm. in a house that we understand was built somewhere around 1380. So only wow. about 100 years before America was discovered. <laughs> that goes back a little ways. That's uh, <laughs> that's that's really cool. I, uh, any any like hauntings in the house or anything like uh, we, that? We haven't. We've been we've been here eleven years, and um, if there is a ghost, uh, he's obviously a, he or she is obviously a shy one. Um, but we've um, we've got lots of character and lots of leaded lights and a medieval roof structure and a hall and lots of medieval plaster work and all sorts of exciting stuff like that. So it's um, no, it's great. It's, a, it's now now we've sorted out the house. It's a pleasure to be here, but it t- it took a bit of sorting out. <laughs> That's really neat. Uh, what a great lifestyle choice and uh, what a great opportunity to be able to enjoy a uh, home based lifestyle business in such a home. I congratulate you for that. Well, let's get down to it here, John. Business owners are very busy people. Why in the world would they want to spend any of their precious free time doing something like taking online courses? I'm going to give you two very simple reasons, and I think they're both um, compelling and mutually interacting. The first one is very simple. Your competitors are. The The world is not standing still, and things are changing at such a rate. Uh, particularly driven by the exponential growth in technology. And therefore, you can assume that your competitors are out there learning and trying to move as quickly as possible and to overtake you. So for only self-preservation reasons, (laughs) then, you know, you've really got to be doing this. The other equation uh, is, the other part of the equation is that um, we very rarely know, well, we know what we know, and we often know what we don't know. Sometimes we don't know what we know. So like driving a car, you do it without thinking. But the the last of these four boxes is the don't know, don't know box. And that is the real problem. That is the black spot. The unconscious incompetence. Incompetence, exactly. Mm-hmm. And that is why 
um, you have to continue to stretch yourself. I, I, when I finished my MBA, I said, that's it. No more exams. I'm never going to learn anything else again. <laughs> I didn't, I've had it, but actually, um, you don't have to take exams, but what you can do is commit yourself to a, just a lifelong process of taking every opportunity you can to expand your knowledge because that will enhance your experience that will enhance your expertise and ultimately that will make you better at what you do so if i could synopsize you what you just said it's to to create and or maintain your competitive edge yes i think that's very true but but even to accelerate from where you are and to really try to get ahead. So it's not a question of um, just maintaining, it's a question of really moving forward in, in a very positive direction. Now, even beyond consuming online courseware and, and uh, courses, you also encourage people to actually create courses of their own. And beyond the time that would be required to uh, to sit and take a course, it would clearly take much more time to create a course of one's own. Why would somebody uh, like a business owner want to take that step? Well, it's the, the journey from having experience to demonstrating expertise to becoming seen as an authority in whatever whatever area you're doing. And if you're running a business or whatever your business is, and you have experience around a particular area, if you teach people about that subject, you become the go-to person when they're thinking about uh, problems related to that topic. And if you are the go-to authority on that topic, and that is also your business, then your leads will start to accelerate. People will come to you with their problems, knowing you can solve them. And that's halfway down the sales process. I mean, you're not even at that point having to cold call. People come knocking at your door. So um, if you can start to create your own portfolio of courses, you start almost unintentionally to start building a community of people around you. And communities are so important online. Actually, very important offline as mm -hmm. well, of course. But you build a community of people around you who not only look inwardly to you as the expert and the authority, but who will look outwardly to the people they know and refer people to you through the process of evangelization, saying, oh, yeah, you've got to listen to what this guy's got to say, or you've got to read this because it was absolutely amazing, or you've got to take this course. And suddenly your um, influence and your authority starts to grow and spread. And with that, your business That's grows. wonderful. I, I like the analogy of fish jumping in the boat rather than you having to constantly be casting <laughs> your line out into the water. Which is jolly lucky because I'm a rotten fisher. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing that uh, you just made me think of is the uh, you know the sort of continuum of developing know, like, and trust uh, with people. And I love turning you know verbs into nouns, but uh, that's that's the world we live in today. But uh, that by watching someone's course, like I've watched your courses, I really feel as though I begin to know this person. I, I see a little bit of their eccentricities and their uh, specialties and, and the depth of their knowledge and the, how well they're able to express themselves. And little by little, not only do I know them, but I start to like them. And especially if I have chosen to continue to watch their course, if I don't like them, then I don't watch anymore. But eventually I begin to trust that they mean well by me and that they know what they're talking about. And I could not think of many other ways other than something like an online course where you could do that remotely with people around the world. 
the the beauty about i mean i, I let's start with podcasts as a as a, uh, a, 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 a if you like a one-dimensional uh, mm. medium it's audio mm. so you it's still very intimate um it's a wonderful um form of an engagement because people plug plug in and listen for anything up to an hour and getting people's attention for that amount of time is extraordinary but when you go to an online course it's multi-dimensional um you get the video and if you take the opportunity to actually put yourself on camera you're much more connected to your student you provide them with audio information you provide them with slide decks and video screencasts so you provide them with pdf work documents you often offer them quizzes you take them through a structure that you've designed to take them and help them understand a pain or a problem. And at the end of all that, if you haven't gone through the no like trust, then you've done it completely <laughs> wrong because it's, it's almost an inevitability that that's where you'll end up. That's great. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Well, you've obviously completely embraced the whole concept of online learning. I mean, it's like a, a huge passion for you. Where were you first introduced to this whole idea? Um, I suppose it's well. I, I know the day it started, which is the day I found out about Udemy. Although this isn't just about mm -hmm. Udemy. Um, Maybe you could just quickly I, tell people who don't know what Udemy is what it is. Yeah, Udemy.com. It's a marketplace. It's probably the marketplace for um, consumer type uh, courses across seventeen categories, one hundred and forty-seven categories. Uh, they claim to have nine million students on the platform, thirty-five thousand courses, and they say eighteen or 19,000 instructors. And I know that because I'm just writing a speech for I've got to deliver at the weekend about this mm. subject. So um, the, 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 it all started because I had um, – I, I, my background is, is uh, I was a British Army officer. Then I went into investment banking. And, in fact, I'm still a partner in investment banking boutique. Um, and I started having to, to market my own business, particularly after 2008 when conditions got much mm. tougher. So I started a blog, I started my first podcast, but I felt I had all this knowledge and all this information and wouldn't it be amazing if I could actually get um, my customers, my potential advisory customers to get to know, like, and trust me more by giving them um, content and then bringing them into my fold that way. And I hadn't even thought about it with the next step, which was actually selling the courses. And I was fortunate um, to have as a friend, a delightful chap called Chris Ducker, who I'm sure many people have heard of. And in 2013, in about uh, February, Chris said, Hey, I'm coming to the UK. I'm running a mastermind for a day. Would you like to join us? So I jumped at the chance because I'd been following him online and communicating with him for a couple of years. And he lives in the Philippines. I hadn't had a chance to meet him. So, I went along to this this one day mastermind and I basically when I had my half hour to stand up and say what my problem was I basically said look I don't know how to get all this information together and present it to people so I can can share it with them because I was trying to put up a, a mix of different plugins into my website to have a sort of membership site and to have a shopping cart and try to put a, a course together and, and the whole thing was cardboard and string and a chap called Rob Cubbon, who, again, many people have heard of, um, just simply said to me, he said, have you not heard of Udemy? And he, that was the light bulb moment. That was when the light bulb went off. So the first course I actually created was a, because I'm very analytical, was actually an analysis of all the courses then on the Udemy That was your first course? Yeah, strategic <laughs> analysis of Udemy. And at that stage, there were around just over 4,000 courses. 
You know, I have to say, and, that just speaks volumes about the nature of your approach to, to life and to business, that your very first course was to analyze this huge resource that you had only just now been introduced to. And it, it taught me a number of things. One, it taught me uh, how much I didn't know, that there was this m amazing collection of um, courses out there on topics that I had so little knowledge, particularly around the areas of marketing where I was really struggling. Um, but he also taught me that there was a, you know, a lot I could contribute. Um, and having a strategic understanding of the marketplace also helped me to understand where, where I thought the demand was. Because you want to go to the, 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 the and go and fish in the pond that's full of fish. You don't want to go and fish in the ocean where there's not a fish for 100 miles. Because you want people keeping the fishing analogy going. You, you want people to be you know, biting the, uh, the bait and grabbing the mm -hmm. hook and, you know, taking what you're offering so um that that's how it all started and um the the more i looked into it the more excited i got about it and in fact i stopped my first podcast which was um called a conversation with the six minute strategist which is my online brand and in october 2013 i started the online learning podcast um and that has since had over seven hundred thousand downloads um i've had a little hiatus in the last couple of couple of weeks because i've been working so hard on my new course directory and on a very very um advanced udemy course about making udemy courses and that's really taken up a well, lot we'll of time we'll get to that we'll but, get to uh, your upcoming yeah. courses but i, I do want to then yeah. transition to the online learning podcast i didn't realize you'd uh, start in october 2013 i was fortunate to be a guest of the online learning podcast i want to say it was february 2014 does that sound about right something like that Yes, something mm -hmm. like that. I'd have to go back into my archives and just check check which episode it was. But it was yes, it was quite. quite and it's early interesting on. that that's almost two years ago now. The time just goes by so quickly. Yeah, time was. What exactly is the mission of the online learning podcast? What what's that all about? Um, well, the, what I do on the online learning podcast predominantly is I interview other instructors because I want um, people to get a chance to know them. Because if they do get to know the instructors a little bit, then um, they will hopefully pick up the excitement that both myself as the interviewer and my guest as the interviewee have for online learning. But I also want people to be stimulated by the podcast to discover their own inner expert, to make them, to make them think that they can create a course based on their own expertise. And, and what I say is discover your inner expert, teach the world and get paid for it. Love that. That's great. And, and that's really the mission of the podcast. Well, and you, uh, I've listened to so many of the episodes uh, and so many of the instructors. And it, it is, uh, as you say, people are getting in touch with their inner expert and they are teaching the world. And as a, I don't know how many of the people I've listened to, I've purchased their courses as a result. And it's the same, as you say, it's the first dimension of that uh, no like, and trust continuum. Uh, I listen to how they express themselves. I feel the passion that they have for the topic that they're uh, teaching. Not every person you've interviewed teaches on a topic that's of interest to me, but for those who do, and I, I see the value of taking the course, I, I sign right up because I, like you, having gotten uh, introduced to the value, I become almost a junkie for the online learning uh, process. Now, you have, have been so, you know, you saw this, you dove right in and started doing an analysis. Uh, you have interviewed scores of instructors. Uh, you created the podcast. You have actually created courses that talk about 
how to create courses. So you, very few people, I think, have really taken a look at this, not only from an analytical standpoint, but also gotten right in there, gotten your hands dirty and, and built the courses and learned everything you could. Based on your experience, John, if you could pull out one number one reason and then one other thing is that you've shown very clearly the value of creating a course. I mean, it's just fantastic the way you expressed it. But with all that having been said, what stops people from creating their own course? What would you say is the number one reason people don't do it? I think it's it's that when you look at the exercise from um, the starting point, it does seem to be a very complex process. Mm-hmm. And um, I think people are are almost overwhelmed by the complexity before they start. Um, it's, it's not really, I, I thought it, I've thought about sort of fear of failure, but it's, it's not fear of failure. It's, um, they, they know they're at point A, they know they want to get to point B, but they can't see the way through the ah, maze. Very well put. Because it's, it's a mix of, um, I mean, I, I I talk about the six steps, and I'll keep it very simple. But you have to plan your course, you have to produce it, you have to publish it, you have to establish social proof for it, you have to promote it, and then you have to to broaden out uh, beyond you know where you initially put it and start to do more things with the content. So there's there's a whole strategy, and when you're you're faced you know on the starting blocks, um, I think that could be or it can appear to be a very, very high wall to climb. Um, and, you know, I think that is the that is the the problem. But if you can persuade people that um, by, by basically breaking down the process and explaining the process to them, that they understand that they can just, you know, it, it's the old story of how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time. Um, they just take it one step at a time, and then hopefully the the overwhelm disappears, the anxiety disappears, and self belief takes its That's place. That's great. Yes, I think it is uh, the ultimate, or not the ultimate, but certainly a strong example of the eating the elf- elephant exercise. And I, I would have to think also, based on my own experience, that you need to start with a great driving desire, a burning desire in your heart. Uh, a passion for it, a desire to help people and share your knowledge. And that passion, that emotional level of energy will help power you through obstacles as they come your way. So let me uh, ask you then, what would you say is uh, how people best uh, overcome that? Well, my the thing I would exert them to do is is, is to, to, to take Nike's um, uh, sort of tagline is to just do it um but but better than that um i rec i always recommend and this is not for any um financial gain reason on my part that people start on udemy for one very simple and more very good reason udemy is is packed with resources that make it much easier for you to learn how to do the course they have basic free courses on udemy about how to create courses on udemy there's a very helpful and very active facebook group the udemy studio which helps people to um you know they put up test videos they ask questions and they get feedback from other instructors there are a lot of experienced instructors who contribute to that i i from time to time come on and, and give my my sort of shillings worth as well um so if they can get on and start making the course they then have to follow the framework guidelines that udemy set out which again is another aid for them because udemy is telling them what they what they should do and what they shouldn't do based on the experience of guiding thousands of of instructors and millions of students through courses so as you follow their frameworks 
you start to learn what works for you and, and what makes a good course and, and you, you avoid making a lot of basic mistakes. Now, these these frameworks are only a starting point, but they give you the, the confidence to go through and produce your first course. And what not only that, that when you submit your course, Udemy then review it and they come back and give you detailed feedback for things that they, they feel need to be put right before it can be published. So you get basically masses of free help to get you over that first course hurdle. And it is like riding a bicycle. Once you've created your first course, your second course will be better. I've just created my 22nd course. Wow. And every time I publish a, my, a course, I feel that I have made a better course than the time before. And that's after 22 courses. That's great. I, I really like the bicycle analogy. I mean, it's been used uh, a thousand ways throughout all of our lives, but I really think that it's an apt analogy here because the fear of getting on that bicycle, you're going to fall down and bust your nose and that's not going to be any fun at all. And I think it's a similar fear that people might have here that, oh, my, my course is not going to be very good. I'm going to embarrass myself or I, whatever it is. But until you actually get on that bike and figure out how to ride it, uh, you won't be able to make any progress at all. Uh, but after you have, then clearly the next time you see that bike, you're going to be, oh, that wasn't so bad. And in fact, it was a little fun. I think I'm going to try that again. I, I think that's a very apt analogy. And, and you get you get feedback from your students as well who will leave you ratings and reviews. And that that's a good confidence builder. Um, you'll see people buying your course. You'll see the student numbers increasing. You'll see people starting discussions or sending you messages. And so as you get involved in that interaction, then you'll also learn from your students. I frequently try and ask my students, you know, what, what else should I put in this course? What can I do to improve it? Um, and, and by doing that, you start to learn from your students. That's great stuff. Well, we're running short on time, but on the way out, what to, are there like three or four quick tips just uh, based on all the work that you've done and all the instructors you've spoken to as far as success factors or tips that people should keep in mind when they're starting to create a course. I'm going to give you some very high-level ones because I want you to have the vision. Um, at this point, there's no point in me giving you very small tactical points. And I've got four, and they, they all tie in together. The first one is remember you are there to serve a community. Your students are people uh, not for, to whom you are selling things, but with whom you are sharing knowledge. And as such, you have a responsibility to be their guide and their leader. So you are, you know, again, going back to the military analogy, um, the, the Royal Military Academy Sandhurst, which I graduated from in the 80s, the, um, the motto there was serve to lead. And good leaders, you know, serve their, their, the, the people who, are, who they are leading. So serve a community. Very importantly, solve a problem. Don't create the ultimate general course to how to wash windows. Uh, unless you are making a course for window cleaners who don't know how to wash windows, in which case it wants to be a, a very specific way, the quickest six ways to wash windows the world's ever seen. So focus on a problem that your community is serving. Don't make general courses because there's no demand for you know general stuff if you go into youtube everybody's always always asking how to so find the problem and tell them how to, to solve it to be successful in the long term and this is a marathon not a sprint you need to build a portfolio of courses because you need to build a a, a group of work around a topic or around a number of topics uh, because one of the best ways to to make money in this game is to um cross-sell 
from one course to the other. So students who have got in, really enjoy one course, you can then enhance their knowledge and experience by giving them a, a second related course. And that if that's working horizontally, the final point is looking at it vertically. And it's what I call the, the product profit pyramid, which tries saying that after a few drinks. <laughs> um, and you need to have a range of courses that, that vary in price, starting even with free, and then you have a low point, a midpoint, a higher point, and then you can go on to, to products and services beyond that even. So think about it with with vision, with a, a positive attitude to your community, but but go in and pre-think how you're going to build your business. Don't just produce one course and then have another good idea and produce another course and they're not related and there's no, there's no game plan. That's- so those are the four points. Just wonderful stuff. Uh, could not have asked for better strategic advice and from a better source. Thank you so much for that, John. Now, if somebody's listening and they'd like to learn more about John Colley or about your courses and connect with you and stay on top of what you're up to, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, I'm going to send everybody to my um, uh, online learning club Facebook group because um, there's a very active community there. I don't allow people to promote their courses there, but I do um, publish uh, quite a lot of content there, and I'm always very responsive to people who ask me questions. So that's probably the easiest way to um, get into the stream of what I'm thinking. So that's Online Learning Club? Facebook group, and that's Mm -hmm. at facebook.com groups, forward slash groups, forward slash OL club. Great. Um, so that's very simple. And if you want to know more about Udemy, and again, I'm, I'm not trying to sell you anything. If you go to um, Udemy and just type in uh, Udemy course directory, I have created um, a light version of my Udemy course directory, which teaches you how to use a very clever piece of um, data visualization software, which which you can download for free. And you can play around and look at around 4,000 courses um, completely for free and get a feel for some of the types of things that are in Udemy. And so you can, you, it's, it's a very uh, interactive and um, uh, holistic way of looking at the Udemy marketplace. My main course has got 18,500, shortly to have 21,500 courses in it. Um, you'll find that as well. But I want to start you off, just go to the free course and play around and, and see what courses come up in the sorts of topics that you're interested in. And I will have links to both the uh, Online Learning Club Facebook group and to John's free course uh, in the uh, on the show notes page for this episode of Radio Free Enterprise. And, and if you do come and join the Facebook group, you know, just give me a shout out and just say, hey, you know, um, listening to Frank's uh, great podcast and um, I've come over to say hello and uh, it'd be great to welcome you into the group. Wonderful. John Colley, thank you so much for joining us today on Radio Free Enterprise. It's been a huge pleasure. Thank you very much, Frank. Thanks again to John Colley, and thank you for listening. Now, what we need to do next is you need to go to the iTunes store and subscribe to the Radio Free Enterprise podcast. While you're there, maybe you leave me a little rating. Maybe you leave me a little review. I'm just saying it. After that, come on back to RadioFreeEnterprise.com and register with the site so you can stay on top of all the exciting doings happening here at RFEHQ. You promise to do that, and I promise to remain your fearless host, Frank Felker. Until next time, I'll see you on the radio. Expanding your consciousness with tales of brave Ulysses, Radio Free Enterprise. I can see why you think you belong to me. 
never tried to make you think or let you see one thing for yourself.